guys, welcome to another episode of A Drummer's Guide 2. So today I'm talking about challenging yourself. I'm basically talking about how I put myself in some pretty silly, crazy, weird situations because my reaction to an opportunity is, huh, I sort of can't do that. Well, I better do it then. And I, I still do this from the, literally from very early on in when I picked up the sticks, uh, right from then to this very present day. The newest gig that I'm currently working on is one that involves a lot of reading. And reading is something that has been a slight weak spot for me. I can read, but I've never felt confident with it. And I got the opportunity to do this gig where there's a lot of reading. So my brain went, oh, God, you can't really do that. And my mouth went, yeah, I'll do that. So uh, I'm dealing with those consequences right now. And I must say, I'm so glad that I did it. I'm in a place that I never thought I'd be with my reading. And I'm so, so happy. And consequently, I get to work with some awesome musicians that I've wanted to work with for literally 10 years. So happy days. I'd say put yourself in challenging positions. In fact, you don't really need to listen to this episode. That's all I really have to say. Only joking, but I've got many, as usual, odd stories to tell you in relation to this. But I hope you're good and I'll see you on the other side. Today I wanted to talk about how I leverage really scary and awkward situations to help myself learn more and quickly. Basically, it's about throwing yourself in the deep end and seeing if you can swim. And the majority of the time I seem to have sort of been able to at least do doggy paddle until I can work out how to do some strokes. I'm doing that like I can do front crawl. I can't, it's more, I'm more one of those. I'm all about the breaststroke. Oh, actually, I'm more about the backstroke. I've actually always been very good at backstroke. Anyway, I digress. Um, so I wanted to give you some examples of situations where I've been asked to do things that, uh, I have never done before. I didn't feel like I physically, like I'm the kind of person that really likes to know exactly what I'm doing at all points. And that's not just in drumming and in music, um, in life. I'm just like that. I like to sort of have a plan. I like to sort of know roughly what I'm gonna be doing. Uh, I like to know that I'm capable of doing that, but inevitably life happens, um, you know, things are out of your control constantly in life, things are always changing and I've been thrown into situations where I've sort of inside completely freaked out and just gone I don't know how to do this, I don't have the capabilities, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, oh my gosh, I'm gonna fall off like ah crazy um, but on the whole mostly I've kind of stepped up and uh, with the help of you know very supportive, understanding, patient <laughs> people around me um, I've ended up learning like new skills, but my skill set has sort of gone from here to there in a matter of, I don't know, hours, days, whatever it is, which I otherwise probably have wouldn't even pursued because I probably shouldn't admit this, I don't care. Um, I'm the kind of person that I get things done because I need to. I'm a person of necessity. I'm not the kind of person that, well, for instance, you know, years back, I wouldn't have just sat down and gone, right, I'm just going to learn Ableton because I I know that I should do that. In fact, I tried to do that once with uh, Pro Tools years ago. Obviously, I know how to use it now because I've had to learn. But years ago, I was sitting with an MD and he was like, look, why don't you learn? Like, I think you should learn Pro Tools. I think it would add to your, um, your repertoire. I think it would really help you. But the thing is, it 
Love the idea, great idea, but if I don't have like an end goal, if I don't, if it's a bit, not abstract, because it's not abstract, but you know, if there isn't a reason, like an immediate reason that I need to be learning this thing, I find it very difficult to concentrate and sort of to hone in and to keep my attention focused properly. Um, in fact, I've never thought about that, but that's, I'm very much the same way in terms of practice. I always have been. It's kind of, I need an end result to focus on but something that is outside of me I'm not very good at just doing things for me I'm great if I'm doing it for other people then I'm like laser focus amazing if there's a chance that I'm letting people down or that I'm gonna fail I'm like what's someone like it that has like it's just laser focus it's complete laser focus and yeah so I've kind of learned this about myself and although I've gotten myself in situations where I'm literally freaking out like beyond that I can't like to the point of like this is all gonna go wrong and fall apart and it's just the way my brain works sometimes um but then actually stepping up and surprising myself and and going oh okay I'm a little bit more capable than I thought I was I'm not saying it always happens and I'll give you an example of when it didn't later on but I'm gonna start with the positive experiences first because I like that and then we'll go to the like the one but actually they ended up being positive in the end I think it's just how you look at everything so anyway um so I mean the earliest example that I can think of in terms of my drumming career was that every week my parents would take me and Charisse to Blues Jams uh, every week, either, it depends which one we were going to, but it was on a Tuesday or a Thursday night. We would head down to Tottenham or wherever it was that week and um, yeah, getting up, playing blues with complete strangers. And you know, now it's kind of like, meh, but it's because I've, I've just done it so much that I'm completely comfortable with it. But the first time doing that, terrifying just absolutely like just being completely out of control having to rely on what very limited experience i had at the time i mean i was i was in blues jams i mean i started playing drums at 11 i was going to blues jams from 11 so it wasn't far from when i started playing and bearing in mind like i said i mean first of all not sure how they managed to swing us being in there because we were so young and i'm not talking about we didn't look like an older sort of like not that any 11 year old really looks older although these days kids are really freaking me out um but yeah we looked young we looked super young so I'm not sure how they swung that but anyway but the people that we were playing with were sort of like in their 30s 40s 50s up to the like their 70s like it was madness at the time completely normal to us but looking back I just think that probably looked a little bit odd but anyway um yeah so that was kind of that first experience of being thrown into the deep end, what I felt was the deep end of just like, you know, you, get, you don't know what you're about to play. All you knew was that someone hopefully was going to turn around and tell you what kind of song it was, whether it was like a rock blues, whether it was a shuffle, a train beat, a slow blues, six, eight, whatever. Um, and then you had to go from there and then you just had to listen and just go with it and watch the other musicians and, and kind of use your instincts. And of course, you know, that young, with that little experience, it, you know, there weren't many skills there to draw upon, but I mean, I was going to those blues jams probably till about 16 and over the years, obviously your skills build up. So that was my first experience of sort of like being put in the deep end. And like I say, that very first blues jam was terrifying, but made it through, nothing fell apart, nothing went horribly wrong. It wasn't like the most amazing thing in the world, but the point was is that I started a song 
with the other musicians and I finished it with the other musicians and that was like success that was pure success if I, I'd still consider that success to this day if I go to any sort of jam it's like did we all finish together great aces so um yeah so that was kind of my first experience and then later on I, I mean I've obviously I've been thinking about this like different examples later on when I I was playing a lot with uh, bands in school and stuff like that, but it was all very insular. It was all very, um, not Big Fish and Little Pond, but that sort of thing. Aside from these blues jams still, which is so random. But then I was like, okay, I need to get into a band outside of school. And I was 14, maybe, uh, I, can't, I can never, yeah, in fact, I was 14 because it was just before my 15th birthday. And I, all I knew is that I wanted to get into a band. I didn't actually think about what kind of band I wanted to be in. So I just looked up, random adverts on loot which was essentially the gum tree of its time it was online so i you know it was it i think it was quite new online and i sort of looked up and i found a few sort of ads of people wanting drummers in north london and i found this one uh advert and it said that there was another girl in the band i thought oh that might be really fun like you know i've never i don't think at that point i'd ever played with another female musician that wasn't a singer. So I was like, oh, that might be fun. And you know, maybe that would be a nice ease into sort of this scary outside world with, you know, real people, not just people from school. Um, so I was like, yeah, I did not even think or look at what their influences were. And at the time it wasn't, you know, there was no Spotify, there was no Apple Music. To download something would take days and it was highly illegal um so i couldn't even i didn't know any of their influences and i had no reference and you know i wasn't about to go out and buy an album or i think it was only like a couple of days before the actual audition anyway so i just thought oh, i just turn up you know very naive but in i mean in hindsight in quite a nice way i think it was yeah i was just like yeah i'll just go and play and just see and you know and have fun and um so anyway i turned up and it turned out that it was like this really heavy metal band i'd never played a lick of heavy metal in my life and again i was i was excited but i was scared and i was like oh my gosh like i didn't realize it was this sort of thing so i just again trusted my instincts and just went with what they were playing and and just went for it and by the end of the first song they're like, oh that was amazing that was really cool and you know should we do a different song and i was like yeah cool i'll just i mean my thing is yeah i'll just jam along like you know i'll just do what i think and we'll see um and by the end of that we ended like they ended up saying you know we'd love for you to come and play with us and i did and i ended up doing a bunch of gigs with them stayed with them for about a year we used to rehearse weekly wonderful people uh one of them is still a very very close friend of mine um in fact two of them are really i just haven't seen the singer in like years well in fact three because we had a manager who was not a manager he was a mate but he's like one of my best friends as well um yeah so this was uh another example of just being thrown in at the deep end and rather than going sorry i don't do that and just turning around and leaving i was like oh no okay well I'm gonna try <laughs> I'm just gonna try and I ended up learning how to play double kick and stuff like that not that I do that anymore my legs are so rusty when it comes to that sort of stuff so don't ask me to start playing any blast beats it's you know I haven't done that since I was maybe 17 something like that so it's been a while <laughs> yeah so that was another situation where I was just like okay I just need to like go for this um later on when I played with um, Tricky, in fact, because I mentioned about the Ableton thing. So, well, in fact, I started saying about Ableton and then I moved on to Pro Tools, but okay, so Ableton. 
when I was with Tricky, there was a situation where uh, I got given the opportunity to become the musical director. I, musical director. I I don't think I was really. I just tried to be. But anyway, that's a whole other thing. Um, and there was a situation where there was a month period where I had to reprogram the whole of the set, all of his songs. Um, and as he works, you kind of just have to know sort of a song a list of songs maybe like I think it was around about 40 songs something like that that you have to just know and he calls them and you just have to go so it had to be some sort of system and I think I, I mean I have mentioned this in videos before whether you've seen it or not the way that he works is kind of like a live DJ so what he'll do is you'll start a song play maybe a verse and a chorus and then he starts pointing at people to start or stop their parts because so he kind of like mixes it live it's so interesting I love it it so works for my personality because it's proper edge of your seat like you never know what's going to happen and I really love it so with I needed that kind of flexibility and at the time it was 2011 the only thing that was around that did any of that was Ableton I'd never touched Ableton in my life I just heard about it I'd heard that this was the thing to use and me and one of the techs got together for like, I don't remember how long it was. It must have been a week straight or something like that in a studio. And we just worked it out because we had this period of time between this last show and then like I had to do, I knew that we had to do all this work in between and then we had this show in Italy. And I was like, right, so that is the end point. There needs to be a show at the end of that point. And I think it was a month, but I'm not 100%. And we just blitzed it. We were just like, right, well, We've got to learn it, so we better learn it, as simple as. And had that not have happened, A, had that opportunity not presented itself, I wouldn't have done it. Um, secondly, more importantly, if I hadn't have gone, <gasps> yes, which is, that's my, it's kind of become my rule in, not, okay, maybe not in life, but in life? No, not in life. I'm, I'm such a child sometimes. Okay, in music, if something scares me and makes me go, oh no, it makes me go, well then I have to do it. I have to, it's obviously going to be a challenge. If my initial reaction is fear, I should probably be doing it because it's something that's going to challenge me. So I had exactly that. My initial reaction was, oh, and I was like, cool, okay, looks like I'm learning Ableton then. Anyway, so we did all this work and I, I mean, it happened. The show happened. We worked out this system, which... I mean, looking back was very cumbersome and I could probably do it in a much better way now, but it worked and that was the point. And, and sort of learning that amount of information in what felt like a very condensed period of time with not minimal um, resources, but, you know, Ableton wasn't as well known as it is now, for instance. Uh, there wasn't as much discussion over how to do stuff and some of the um, things you could do on it weren't as good as what I mean, what it can do now is amazing. But it's great because that skill has sent me through like the last, where are we now? Seven years. And I've used it consistently throughout those seven years for different things. But like I say, that one situation had to happen and I had to embrace that, even though I was terrified and talk about in at the deep end, I was panicking for want of a better word that I'm not going to say because I'm not going to swear on these videos. Um, yeah, I was scared. I was definitely scared. But like I say, it all turned out all right. Um, another version of that was uh, when I started playing with Brian Ferry, which I've also spoken about if you haven't heard about that. I got a phone call one night and the deal was that the gig was the next day. Luckily, I'd kind of been 
learning songs quickly anyway, uh, involving sort of charting and stuff, but this was really time sensitive, right, well this is your test, you think that you've been trying to chart stuff and learn stuff quickly, here you go, you've got a few hours, oh and by the way you're not going to sleep before you actually go and do this, so good luck with that, but I didn't go, oh no sorry, <laughs> that's not enough time, I went yeah I'll do it, okay cool, cool, it's not about whether I'm going to do it, it's how I'm going to do it, that was, that seems to be my general approach to stuff, it can get me in overwhelmed situations, but that's the other really cool thing, is that even if I'm overwhelmed but I have an end goal, at least I know that at some point I'm not going to feel that way. And whether that be because I just work and work and work until I'm comfortable with it, or the end date passes and it's like, well that's over, cool, alright, we got through it. And like I say, very occasionally don't get through it, and very occasionally completely fall and fail and all of that. But at least you then go, well it's done, so let's move on. So that's another sort of like quick example. Um, I had another one when I was playing with Cher Lloyd. Uh, I was, we were doing rehearsals for a UK tour back in 2012, which was really good fun. And the MD basically on the second to last day of rehearsals went, oh, by the way, um, so would you mind running track? And I was like, oh my god, like I never, I'd run, so previous to that I'd been running Ableton with Tricky, but this was like HD24. So this was just a whole different system that I'd never used before. And, you know, you just, you look at something, I mean this was a physical bit of kit, I just looked at it and went, oh my god, what is that? Like, I don't even know what I'm looking at, but of course, on the outside, yeah, yeah, I'd be happy with that. I mean, you know, if you could just like... Like I was trying to skirt around the fact that I didn't know what in the world I was doing, which I think he noticed, appreciated, and just was like, cool, it's cool. I mean, we're friends anyway. He he wouldn't have been weird with me. Like, he was like, yeah, okay. I thought, I think he recognised it and was like, I see, that's cool. Um, yeah, and, and so we went, we did this sort of like one and a half days where I was sort of running it and getting used to it and and it was kind of going okay and you know I mean it was working but I, di I didn't feel comfortable with it yet and I was like oh my gosh like I just you know when you're just willing yourself to be comfortable with something which is ironic because it's completely the reverse of the kind of attitude that you need towards anything to be comfortable you need to be like chilled and whatever but I was like I need to feel relaxed about this I need to feel confident and of course that's never going to be the situation is it uh so yeah i i sort of like we did this day and a half rehearsals i was kind of getting used to it it was cool it made sense blah 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 and then we had one day of production rehearsals and we started running the set and i just remember sort of like <laughs> every time a song finished i was so self-aware of being in control of this thing that it was like one song ended it was like okay go all right next song you know and just really like okay and the song's ended, and okay, go, like, just mentally, sort of like, and, uh, <laughs> and I, and then after we did this one run through, the MD sort of like came over to me, and he was like, are you cool, and I was like, yeah, yeah, I'm just trying to get used to doing this as part of like the set and whatever, he's like, right, let's go have a talk, and I was like, 
okay and I was like oh my god he hates me he's gonna fire me oh I'm an idiot like I'm ruining this I'm totally just like Ugh. anyway and he was like right <laughs> we sat down in like some seats up the top of this venue and he was like okay talk to me and then I burst into tears I was like I just don't feel like I do I just doing a rubbish job and like I don't know and I'm gonna ruin it and I just I it's all a bit much and he's like okay Calm. you're doing a great job just breathe just relax you know between songs people are going to be clapping you don't need to do it straight away it's totally fine if you just relax a bit because everything else is perfect everything else is great playing great the actual you know you're setting off the tracks is perfect but if you just relax in between you'll be all right and so we ran it again and i tried to sort of consciously relax um and then he was like great so much better and it's only gonna get better and I was like okay cool thank you like he was so supportive and so sweet and understanding and lovely just lovely and of course then I went and did a tour and did that for like however long it was three four weeks and by the end of it I mean it was just nothing you know it just didn't it was like yeah it's just part of what I do it's not even it didn't even enter my mind I was at the point the way if stuff went wrong I knew how to deal with it and stuff like that and I was like no I can handle this but again thrown in at the deep end like during rehearsals so it's not like I could have gone away and right I'm going to spend two weeks researching about what an HD24 is and how to run it and blah 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 it was like no no this is happening now like I'm not giving you any time and as terrifying as that was it's the best thing for me I learned so quickly because I had to and that was just there was just no option like zero so yeah I think although scary and you know ending in tears at some points i think they can definitely be a beneficial way to learn equally i there's so much so i was thinking about this as well there's like there's very few times in my life that i've regretted not doing something and not taking up an opportunity or not creating an opportunity and one of those was to do with being thrown in the deep end and I got so scared that I ran, but not physically, I didn't physically like run out of the room, but I got called for to do this kind of, I guess he's kind of like a jazz funk kind of eyes, which is not my domain at all, never has been. But I think, I was thinking about this, I must have been about 18 and the reason that I say that is because it wasn't long after I had a really bad experience doing a recording session, which I'll talk about in a minute, which I've spoken about on other videos. Um, and I think I was so fragile and um, I mean, I find most musicians are quite insecure anyway. I certainly am. Um, and I think I was in such an insecure frame of mind that although I felt bad for not taking on that opportunity. I think actually in the long run, it may have done me more damage than good. And there was something in me that was saying, don't do it, just don't do it. And I think it's good that I didn't do that. Although, I, like I say, I still kind of regret not doing it. So the guy's name is Shez Raja, great musician, he's around on the London circuit, he's still around, like really cool proper intricate amazing jazz funk stuff but again like i say it wasn't my domain but i just thought well i can't do that so i should go do it <laughs> and i just remember being in a van with a band coming back from a gig from cornwall very random very specific 
and I'm pretty certain that the audition was like the next day so that in itself was not ideal because I think I was getting home at like four in the morning or five in the morning and then I was just going to go do this the next afternoon but I just had to text him and just be like I'm so sorry but I'm, I'm just not going to be able to do this and I've I can't get it out of my head. I have a terrible memory. I have a, I, I forget everything. Like you wouldn't believe the stuff that I forget. But that I remember so clearly and I still sort of regret it. But hey, it's got me to this point now. So for whatever reason, it was the right decision. But I wanted to talk about, so in terms of, or in times where being thrown in the deep end hasn't worked, because it doesn't always work. Sometimes you do flounder basically and an example of that is as i say something that i've already spoken about uh in other videos i think i might sneeze am i gonna sneeze no um and that is recording so when i was 17 i got a phone call and or 16 17 i can't actually remember my timeline is sorry about that it likes to stop itself recording and i still don't know why it just won't let me do past like 22 minutes or whatever it is so yeah, uh, as I say, my timelines are not very good sometimes and I can't quite remember, but I think I was 16, 17, got a phone call to do a recording session. This is the super short version. I've done a whole video just on this. So if you want to go and see how much I just like completely wallowed and failed and came back from it, go watch that. But basically, long and short of it, went to get to do a recording session, um, fell apart as soon as they hit record, couldn't rectify it. Uh, it was too much. I was thrown in at the deep end, but I wasn't able to doggy paddle basically and then breaststroke or backstroke or whatever uh, and it was horrendous it was heartbreaking it's one of the worst feelings in the world that I've ever had um, and but the point is, is that at the time horrendous and my skill set did not go up not even slightly if anything I felt like at the time I'd completely crumbled down to nothing I was like a building that had just fallen down and I didn't know where to even begin to build myself back up but I did and from that although it was catastrophic well it felt catastrophic at the time to be fair it still feels a little bit like I mean I don't like failing I don't think anyone does but it was actually the strongest thing that could have happened to me because what I did from the rubble I guess if you want to keep talking in those terms is that it gave me a chance to literally build up my foundations again and it was hard, it was so difficult, not just from a physical standpoint, um, obviously I was working physically on stuff like uh, working with a click, uh, locking in with other musicians, you know, consistency of sound, feel, um, all those sorts of things. But not only that, it was the mental side of it. I broke down to nothing. I'd come from a place of being like, not confident or ballsy, but like, I was like, I can do this, I can do this, you know, I have my moments, everyone does, where you're like, oh gosh, but you're like, on the whole, just going, I can do this. I went down to, I can't do this. And I'd never felt like that. Like I say, from the first day that I started playing drums, I felt like I could be good at this. And this was the first time ever that I just went, maybe I can't. And that was awful, like, awful, like, can't even go there, so bad. Um, and... Yeah, but like I say, although that was like the most catastrophic failure ever, it ended up making me a lot stronger. Like I say, not just physically, but emotionally and just in terms of realising what I can handle. I could go down to rubble, build myself back up, 
yes it was difficult and I went from this I can do this to nothing but then I built myself up mentally like okay no I can do this all right yeah so if I just all I need to do is work on that and then okay so that bit's a bit stronger okay cool maybe I can do this all right let me build up this bit that okay now that's a bit stronger maybe I really can do this let me build up this thing and then it became this realization that even if you're not perfect at all these things if you work hard enough at them you will become stronger and you can do it it's hard work and it's tough and it's horrible facing yourself when you're going you can't do that but actually it was really good and like I say that was definite deep end stuff and that was definite, like, not even floundering. That was drowning <laughs> in that deep end situation. But consequently, like I say, like, I mean, I was, I want to say I was 17. I think I was 17. And that was giving away my age 14 years ago. 14 years later, I'm still here. I'm doing it for a living. I'm touring. I'm recording a lot. I have my own studio for crying out loud. Talk about an oxymoron going from like completely falling apart red light syndrome to hi would you like to record in my studio? So it's um yeah I think those those moments those deep end moments are, the, are sort of the defining moments of either upping your skill tenfold in, not instantly but you know what I mean in a very short period of time or not but then building up from that point and, and realizing how important it is to you so yeah i think that that's all i have to say on this matter really get yourself in some deep end situations and although they might be difficult although you might flounder a bit on the whole i reckon if you can step up and and be willing to put in the work but very quickly and learn very quickly then you're gonna learn like like so much quicker than anyone else that has all the time in the world to you know learn whatever skill I guess it can be music it can be you know like I say it could be Ableton QLab I had to learn QLab really quickly by the way great program I love QLab um I don't think enough people use it um yeah same with Logic same with Pro Tools all these things it was just like right here's a situation you need to know this now and it's like well, I better learn it now then. Okay, cool. Nice one. It was the same with even like editing video. I ended up learning how to edit video because I just needed to put out a video and I had no one around to sort of like help me edit it. So I was like, oh, I better learn how to edit then. And now I know how to edit. So yeah, deadlines. Deadlines, people, they're good. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, I'm gonna stop rambling. It's been a good, well, almost half an hour. Uh, but yes, I hope you've gotten something from my rambling on about this. Uh, yeah, get yourself in some deep situations and um, just see how you handle them. I guarantee you, you'll surprise yourself. Well, I hope you enjoyed that episode of A Drummer's Guide too, And I hope that it inspires you to put yourself into some ever so slightly awkward situations because it will definitely push you one way or the other. Either you'll absolutely thrive or you will fall flat on your face, maybe. I mean, that's that's usually, that's quite unusual. But even if you do, man, that means you can learn a lot from the situation. So in my eyes, it's a win-win. But, you know. It's your life. You go do what you need to do. It's all good. It's all good. Anyway, I will be back next week with another subject. And if you have any subjects of your own you'd like me to cover, then please feel free to get in touch. If you head over to drummersguide2.com and you can submit your subjects that you'd like me to talk about or any particular questions you have about the industry and what you're trying to achieve and what your aspirations are and what what your frustrations are and yeah hopefully I can help I can only give you my opinion on 
similar situation and chances are I've had a similar experience to what you want to know about so I'm sure I can ramble on about something I can ramble on about pretty much anything but anyway I'm gonna love you and leave you I hope you're having a lovely day and I'll see you next week for another subject all right see you later bye (laughs)